I'm Greg, the host of the Family Caregiver Podcast. On this podcast, I interview family caregivers. Family caregivers are people who are caring for or have cared for a sick, elderly, or disabled loved one. My guests each week call in from all around the world and share their unbelievable stories of being a caregiver with me. Our discussions are unscripted, honest, and deeply moving. This week, we're speaking with Kathy. Kathy is providing care to her mother-in-law who has dementia. During our conversation, Kathy described what it's been like adopting the role of caregiver and how it's impacted her close family members who have also stepped up to provide care. Kathy shares what it's been like to deal with the disease that changes the person she's caring for, specifically managing the effects of sundowning and having to understand severe mood swings that are not reflective of the care recipient's true character. I've spoken to Kathy before and she has such a gentle way of describing what she's been going through. I hope you enjoy the episode, and before we jump in, a quick word from our sponsor, Boomer. Boomer is an online support and education community for family caregivers. With Boomer, you can find a support group that matches you. For example, let's say you're caring for your mom, who has lung cancer, and you live in Chicago. With Boomer, you can filter support groups based on your own personal attributes to make sure you find the support experience that makes sense for you. You can also connect with local care professionals and learn from them. Submit a question and get a response from a local long-term care pro that wants to answer your question. At Boomer, they truly believe that family caregivers are superheroes, and I definitely agree with them. Their goal is to help, support, and educate you every step of the way. Consider them your trusty sidekick. Visit highboomer.com to learn more. That's H-I-B-O-O-M-E-R.com to learn more. Okay, let's jump into the interview. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's uh, it's great to talk to you again. Um, I'd love to begin with you telling me a little bit about yourself. Perhaps we could start with where you're from. Okay, I live in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, that's in the central Kentucky area. Great. Um, and, I, uh, <laughs> and so tell me a little bit about what you do for a living. Um, I actually, I, I am employed outside of the home. I do a data quality for a large uh, national-based nonprofit, and I also am CEO, founder of a faith-based nonprofit myself um, that assists survivors of domestic violence in becoming self-sufficient. Wow, wow. And what's the name of your company? Um, it's called My Tomorrow Incorporated. Wow, incredible, incredible. Uh-huh. And so outside of those two roles, uh, what do you do for fun? What are some things that you're interested in? Well, I'm, I'm really a homebody. <laughs> I love to read and write. Um, uh, I love to exercise, you know, walk, try to stay healthy. Um, I'm really low maintenance. <laughs> huh. uh, find ways to amuse myself. So I, I'm, I love to read and write and, and things like that. Wow, I, I totally share that passion as well. That's great. Um, so tell me about the person uh, that you, you care for. <clears throat> Um, it is my mother-in-law. Um, she's a, a retired nurse, actually. Yeah. Um, she's in her late 70s. She won't tell me her real age. <laughs> and uh, 
<laughs> and she's hidden everything for me to find out her real age as well. Um, but she has dementia, and uh, we care for her. Uh, there are four children, and my husband is the oldest, and we take turns. Um, every quarter, we each keep her for a quarter. And so we're actually getting ready to go back into our quarter in a couple of weeks, uh, Wow! Wow! So you share the responsibilities with your family, and so every every three months you're you're uh, uh-huh. um, splitting that that role. And so, are your family um, members local? Does your mom have to travel for this? Uh, there is one quarter she does travel to Texas. Okay. Uh, the rest, everyone else is local. Wow! Incredible. And so, tell me a little bit about your mom. What did she do for a living uh, uh, before she retired? Uh, she was a nurse, actually, and uh, very independent. Um, loved to play poker. <laughs> she loves card games and poker, and uh, she loved music. Loves music. Used to love to dance. Always the life of the party. Um, a very uh, social. She very social. She was. Wow! Incredible. And and whereabouts is she from? She's from this area as well. Um, Grew up here and uh, just and very actually somewhat well known in the community because she was one of the people. Um, if she saw a person hungry, she would call them to her door, give them a plate. She used to like to cook big, you know, entertain wow. big. So very, very uh, well known and a very good-hearted person. Wow, incredible! And so, tell me about. Uh, an average day of care for you. What is that like? Can you bring me through um, what an average day looks like for you? Um, most days are, are good. Um, she still loves to cook. We have to watch her sometimes and make sure she doesn't like fall asleep or leave the stove on. But uh, an average day is, uh, you know, getting up, getting ready for work, making sure she takes her meds, um, making sure she's settled. Um, I'm blessed that my husband works, uh, he's self-employed, so he gets to leave a little later than me and could kind of get more uh, settled before he does have to go out. Um, going to work, uh, she, she can still, uh, you know, care for herself as far as, you know, uh, washing herself and things like that. Um, come home, some days she has dinner cooked, some days, you know, she's really tired and just wants to, to sit around. So it, you really never know what you're going to get. <laughs> it just depends on how she feels that day. So I've learned that our whole household is usually based upon what mood she's in that day. But, and that's a little rough at times, but when she's in a good mood, we cherish those good days. Yeah, wow. And so how did you learn to, uh, first of all, deal with, with someone who um, is is going through dementia and you know, how did you learn to provide that type of care? Um, I actually learned um, my oldest sister um, back in the, uh, in her late 50s, which was in the early 2000s, um, she was diagnosed with dementia. Um, and where she lived, which was in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, she had a care team. Uh, I learned everything I know now from she had like a geriatric specialist, and on her team was that specialist, a dietitian, a social worker, a physical therapist, and 
they started laying out the care plan when she had lucid moments so she would know what to expect and we would know as well. And they taught us how to handle everything that was going to happen and they were very informative. Um, I had everybody's number on speed dial so I could always call any person on that care team at any time and they taught me how to get through those moments with her and it did happen exactly the way they said things would happen. So I, I would tell anyone if, if you're in a position or you have an opportunity to uh, go to a specialist who specializes in those kind of things or whatever the person you're caring for has, take advantage of those and the support groups and, and all of that because that's how I've learned everything. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. And so has your mom um, been that fortunate to have that where you guys live today? No. I There are some... Uh, there are some... Uh, uh, support groups here and an aging services at the local um, state hospital here. But as far as her primary care physician pushing us to that information, I haven't seen that at all. And we actually learned she had dementia by just reading her medical record one day when she was uh, an inpatient in the hospital. No one ever came to us and said that she had it, but it was in the medical record that we read. So it was just kind of like brushed off, you know? Wow. And so even most of what the family knows now, they've learned from what I've told them or from what I've sat down and shared with them about, hey, this is what's going to happen. Or, you know, and I would go online and print out things and say, hey, when you have her, this is what you should look for. And, and so we kind of all got together on that now. It, it's not here, the support is not here that I saw that my sister had in another state. Wow, wow, incredible. And so tell me a little bit about how you became your mom's caregiver. I know that sometimes that can be an obvious question, but what was taking mm-hmm. on that role like? Can you bring me through what that decision process was like for you? Uh, well, one, by my husband being her oldest child, that was just, she had always said and always said, I won't have to go to a home because he's going to make sure I'm taken care of. <laughs> she put that trust in him a long time ago. And so when we saw that she was having some problems while living alone, we just kind of stepped in and took over. And then uh, for a long time, it was just he and I. But then when they started seeing exactly how much we were doing, uh, the family came together and had a meeting and said, hey, you know, it doesn't, you don't deserve to have the whole thing placed on you while we're here. So we kind of all came together and decided, you know, every three months someone would, you know, take care of her and it wouldn't all fall on one couple or one family. Gotcha. Okay. And so this is uh, your mother-in-law. You mentioned that this is your... Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and so tell me a little bit about what a positive experience has been through becoming a caregiver and caring for your for your mother-in-law. I think that there have been several, but they have all involved on those days when she's lucid. And on those days when she's in a good mood, she'll always say, you're the best daughter-in-law, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, just, and she'll smile or 
what can I do for you today? I just love you. And when when we have those moments, it kind of like makes all the other moments worthwhile. Gotcha. Okay. And then conversely, tell me about something that um, you guys have struggled through. What has been one of the lower points of, of being a caregiver thus far? Um, I think one of the lower points is, is on those days or like sundowning, if anyone's familiar with dementia or if you've ever watched the movie The Notebook, um, when they sundown, that can be, that is a very trying time because they're agitated, they can be mad, they can be mean, um, and there's been a negative experience where, you know, I just could not do anything right. Uh, sometimes they think in their head, someone else, you know, that, oh, she hurt me or she pushed me, and, and I'm standing there like, oh, my God, I never did that. And they know me. They know that never happened. And and I think the negative of it is this is not the person that we grew up with or that we've been with. This is a person who's suffering and they, you know, they don't want to be in that position either, especially if they've been independent on their life. And now they're having to be everything handed to them or cared for. And so that that's the negative. You just, they get tired, you get tired, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You kind of get tired of getting cussed out because that happens, but it, it's just all part of it. And it can become negative if you take it personal. You just have to realize it's not them at that moment, so... Wow. And so sundowning, can you tell me a little bit more about what that is, especially for our listeners who aren't familiar with that term? Yeah, that, and I learned that when my sister had dementia. It's like um, later in the evenings, I, and I don't know how it affects it, but sometimes like in the evenings, uh, like late in the, around 5 or to around 7 or 8, I don't know if it's because the sun is going down, it, it does something, but... Um, that's a time where they just, they really become very ed- agitated, mean, mean to a point, um, un- un- uncontrollable. It, it's just a time where it seems like every negative emotion they have comes out, and, and almost until it's time for them to go to bed. And so I don't know how that really affects them. I need to research more on that as well. But it, it's just a time late in the evenings that it's just a different time for them. And and they become really hard to manage or deal with during those times. Wow. Are you able to sometimes anticipate that that's going to happen, or is it pretty random? Um, it's almost pretty random. You know, there are some days, but it, it and sometimes it, because... It can be a laugh and a smile, and then in about 10 minutes, it turns into a string of cuss words. And and this could be, I noticed with my sister, she never cursed, never cursed. But when she got dementia, she had the worst mouth of anyone I have ever heard. And it really took me aback when I first heard it. Uh, but sometimes it's, it's just random. And, and you go, okay, I know what it is. Because you look at the time, oh, wow, she's down me. So I'll just be nice and go along with the flow for now. So. Wow. Wow. And so tell me a little bit about what the role of caregiver has done to the different parts of your life. So for example, 
um, your social life, your relationship with your different family members? What has the impact been there, either positive or negative? I think positive, it's been mostly positive uh, because everyone's pitching in and doing their part. Um, the negative part is there are times when you want it to be just you and your husband, but you have to include them. You know, it's like we just go ahead and include on everything. So that that's about the the most part, me being a homebody hasn't really affected the social life much, mm-hmm. but those dinners for two are now dinners for three <laughs> because my kids are all grown and moved out, so it's almost like having a child again. Wow. Almost like having a child again. That's that's an incredible perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And so finally, you know, you've gone, you've gone through so much, you're providing an incredible amount of care. Um, many of our listeners are either starting a similar journey or are going through something very similar. What advice do you have to them on, on how to tackle this, this role? Just be patient and have compassion. That, those are the two things that are going to carry you through. Uh, just be patient and have compassion. Perfect. Kathy, thank mm-hmm. you so much for speaking with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, and hopefully we can, uh, we can talk again soon in the future. Okay. Thank you for having me. As I mentioned kicking off the episode, Kathy has such a gentle way of describing her caregiving journey. When Kathy shared that being a family caregiver is almost like having a child again, that really resonated with me. It feels very reflective of the many conversations I've had with family caregivers so far. Kathy's ability to take on the role of caregiver and move with the ups and downs of the ailment she's battling is a testament to the strength of her and also her fellow caregivers. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time on the Family Caregiver Podcast.